Welcome back to the second hour of tonight's uh, To Health With You. I had to finish. Uh, Michael and I were having a brief discussion after uh, we got off the first hour. Uh, we, we have a little technical issue that began here a month or so ago where uh, when I get into my second hour, all of a sudden the sound goes haywire and everything else. So we've just gotten to the point that we disconnect at the end of the first hour, reconnect. And uh, that seems to be dealing with the issue. Um, it's um, my comment to Mike. The other part is 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 that this hour we just finished it is one of the most mellow, laid back, non profusive uh, uh, health related programs I've done for a long, long time. We got some other stuff to get into tonight. And we may not get through all a part of it, but there is one more, shall we call it, personal segment that we're going to get into. And that's going to be weird because given several articles that I wrote over the last few years uh, over some of my medical uh, situations with the funky heart doctor and the two P doctors and and um, at one time, uh, a doctor who had uh, performed surgery on me for a hernia. Um, it's not too often that I will get into writing articles about my personal experience in one thing or another. And yet, that seems to be happening more in the health field than anywhere. So let's get moving on this section. And then we'll get to the, the final closing story of... Uh, a discovery that I've made um, recently that uh, raises more questions for my doctor. But what I'm going to do when I go to see him again, and given the fact that I have a zero copay, I may make an appointment to go in there just to take one of my laptops and show him these three articles. Because it begins to tell much about what I'm going through. Maybe he's not understanding when I was sitting in the office. Maybe he's so close to retirement he's not concerned. We've got a piece that I'll be publishing in the next couple of days. Uh, it's pretty intense called The Hidden Dangers of 24 Everyday Foods and Habits on Cancer Risk. Now, According to the American Cancer Society, an organization that I don't have a lot of faith and trust in, there will be more than 1,762,450 new cancer cases diagnosed in this country this year. Although no food, no special diet or supplement can prevent cancer, some foods may lower the risk. Leafy green vegetables, berries, whole grains. But there's other foods that may increase our risk for specific types of cancer by eliminating or reducing notably carcinogenic foods from our diets. We may be able to reduce our chances of developing cancer, but do keep something in mind. Bill Gates and his cronies are doing all they can to ensure that we have less and less real food to eat. 
they want us to have plastic food, non-real meat stuff, you know? This is insane, people. But there's some things here that I, I think make total sense, should make sense to us. According to the U.S. Department of Ag- Agriculture, Americans are eating more meat than ever. About 222 pounds each year per person. Processed meats include sausage, hot dogs, pepperoni, packaged lunch meat, beef, jerky, ham, bacon. All these things could increase the odds of developing colorectal cancer. And the World Health Organization warns that daily consumption of even one weenie, one hot dog, or a few strips of bacon increases cancer risk by 18%. Processed meats are any that have been cured, smoked, salted, canned, or dried. They contain nitrates, preservatives added to enhance flavor, deter bacteria growth. Nitrates also occur naturally in fresh foods. Researchers can anecdotally link them to cancer, though the research is inconclusive and ongoing. But don't you find this all kind of interesting? I mean, look, I don't eat the amount of meat I once did, okay? Those days are gone. But I haven't had a hot dog in so darn long. I'm real picky about hot dogs and the way they're prepared. I eat very few steaks, maybe one or two a year. I prefer pork chops. I can't stand the way my wife is fixing them. It makes me want to vomit. Don't eat too many burgers. I eat some bacon, some breakfast sausage. I'm a little picky about it. But my entire dietary habits suck in this portion of my life anyway. Some of the other things that we need to be careful of, hot beverages study in the International Journal of Cancer showed a connection between esophageal I'm having word problems again esophageal cancer and hot beverages I mean consuming a beverage like hot tea at temperatures higher than 140 degrees causes thermal damage to the cells that line the esophagus may be responsible for this increased risk Those who drink hot beverages before letting them cool and also consume alcohol and smoke cigarettes increase their chances of developing esophageal cancer fivefold. See, sometimes I speed it up and I can say the word properly. (laughs) My problem is I still drink coffee most days. There's days I prefer hot tea. There's days I prefer iced tea. Um, yes, and I know that I will piss some of you off. I still smoke. I began smoking at the age of 18 when I had a uh, disagreement with a girlfriend in Germany. Amazing. But I've cut back on smoking immeasurably. I've actually reached the point I hate the taste of it. 
Sometimes I'll buy a pack, and instead of going through a pack a day, a pack will last me three days, sometimes two. Not counting the fact that a lot of the cigarettes I light up, I flip out the window anyway. Hey, what else? Overcooked and burnt food. Some overcooked or burnt foods, mainly meat forms, chemicals called heterocyclic, heterocyclic amines or HCAs. How about polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons or PHSs? These chemicals are the result of amino acids, sugars, creatine reacting at high temps. The juices that drip down onto an open flame or heat source create smoke that releases PHSs, which then adhere to the surface of the meat. And meats cooked at temps of 300 degrees Fahrenheit or above, or those meats cooked for very long periods form HCAs. Acrylamides form when starchy foods cook until they're dark brown. Some studies link the consumption of these compounds to ovarian and endometrial cancers, though definitive evidence is still lacking. But I'm sitting there looking at this food that this guy cooked in the oven. His daughter's standing next to him with this look on her face, and I'm thinking, what's wrong with that? That looks good. In fact, it's making me hungry. <laughs> Why not? Oh, look out. Look out. You're all in trouble now. One of the, one of the dangers are alcoholic beverages. Even small amounts of alcohol increase the risk of developing cancer. Is that right? But, but but I've had this bottle of Chevis Regal sitting in my home for over 20 years. 20 years. I've used less than half of this stuff. And usually I take it because I'm very ticked off, but mostly because I need something to calm me down or, or, or because I, I've got a little something that the scotch will deal with. Alcohol consumption is linked to 5.6% of all new cancers and 4% of cancer deaths. Heavier regular alcohol use also increases the likelihood of developing cancer of the mouth, the pharynx, the larynx, the esophagus, the liver, colon, rectum. That's not to be confused with colorectum, that's colon and rectum. Genetics play a role in a person's chances of developing cancer as a result of drinking booze. Genes encode the enzymes involved in metabolizing alcohol. Of course, individuals of East Asian heritage may carry a version of the gene that speeds the conversion of alcohol to a toxic chemical called acetaldehyde. And those who carry that gene have a higher chance of developing esophageal cancer. But if they're coming from that part of the world, East Asian, etc., etc., uh, they might be working at a 7-Eleven or a Circle K. Dairy, yeah. Dairy's got some major issues. It is not what it once was. Milk and other dairy products like cheese are high in saturated fat, fat and cholesterol. Studies show the calcium they contain may lower the risk of colorectal and other types of cancer. And yet... High intake of dairy products may increase the possibility of prostate cancer. 
That's according to the Physician's Health Study, a 28-year study of more than 21,000 people subject to consume more than two and a half servings of dairy products each day were more likely to develop prostate cancer. Well, I don't drink the amount of milk I once did. I may have the equivalent of a couple of glasses of milk a week. Maybe once in a while I decide I need some Oreo cookies. And I have it with milk. I probably have a bowl of very high-end cold cereal a few times a month. In which case, I'll put milk on it. I don't put milk on my oatmeal. No. The oatmeal I drink or eat pure. Refined carbohydrates, sugars. People who eat a high diet or a a diet high in refined carbohydrates like white bread, white rice, pasta, soft drinks, fruit juices... Well, we're more likely to develop colon cancer than those consume mostly whole grains and complex carbohydrates like fresh veggies and fruits. Studies support the probability that high blood glucose and insulin levels in the body increase inflammation and along with it the risk of cancer. The glycemic index measures how fast carbohydrates turn to sugar in the blood. In a 2016 study linked excess consumption of high glycemic index foods to an 88% greater risk for prostate cancer. Oh, this goes on and on and on and on. Oh, they're attacking red meat again. Here we go. One of these 24 everyday foods. Eating more than 18 ounces of red meat per week can increase the chance of colorectal cancer. Some studies also link processed meats with a higher incidence of colon cancer. Doctors suggest introducing meat-free days, generally cutting back on the amount of red meat consumed. We do that in our in our home anyway. Okay. Some of the other things we are warned about salt-cured and pickled foods. Salt-cured and pickled. You know, that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking at this jar, or this, this shelf full of jars, pickled foods. And I'm sitting there saying, my great-grandmother lived to be over 100 years of age. And that would help her pull the vegetables, etc., out of her garden and clean them and get them ready for her to prepare to can them. Pickled, sometimes salt, depending on what it was. And she lived to be over 100. Must be something else. Must be something else. Ugh. Microwave Popcorn. Popcorn, fiber-rich, low-fat, healthy snack, but it comes with some caveats. The lining of a bag used to make microwave popcorn contains perfluorinated compounds, or PFCs, to resist grease and prevent leaking. 
PFCs also exist in Teflon pans and pizza boxes and sandwich wrappers. And the PFCs break down into a chemical some researchers believe causes cancer. Of course, majority of Americans have PFCs in their blood. So research is ongoing to figure out how they relate to disease and what level of harm they carry. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, microwave popcorn accounts for more than 20% of the PFOA levels in Americans. Now, I prefer doing popcorn the old-fashioned way. But every once in a while, I get in a hurry, and maybe twice a year, I'll grab a bag. Mm-hmm. What about food dyes? You know, the little things you, you drip into your food, red, number three, number 40, yellow, number five, yellow, number six. Put those little dyes, you know, make change the colors of whatever it is you're making. Don't forget to maintain a healthy weight. We don't need to get into that discussion. Pretty obvious. If you don't, well, there's 13 forms of cancer that will be affected by porkies. Oh, here we go. Protecting our skin. Now, in some respects, I could take this and go right back to the last hour, what we just talked about. I mean, this one starts talking about protecting your skin from sun damage, radiation, all this kind of stuff. Well, excuse me. That's not food. I don't eat that stuff. Hang on. Oh, God getting warm in here now. Uh, skin cancer, basal cell and squamous cell carcinomas. That's not a food. I thought this was all about food. Now we're back to the same thing. Reduce alcohol intake. We just covered that. Stop smoking. We just covered that. Get screened. No, we're not talking about standing naked in front of your window screen, okay? You know, go to your doctor. Sodas, hidden risks, because many of us enjoy a fizzy drink now and then. Frequent consumption of soda may pose health risks. Not only is soda loaded with sugars, it can lead to obesity, but the alternative, artificial sweeteners, may have a direct link to cancer. You know, by the time I'm finished sharing this story with you, I think we're going to come to the conclusion that we're not supposed to eat or drink anything at all. Now, this one I agree with, farmed salmon. I don't want no farmed salmon concerns. I want the real thing. The real thing. I don't want the farm ones that contain contaminants like dioxin concentrations. I want the wild stuff. The real stuff. Oh, but it might be contaminated with carcinogen components like microplastics and toxic pollutants. Yeah, yeah, well, that's more than likely true. Hydrogenated oils alert, trans fats, heart disease might cause cancer. Oh, that's where you pour the grease and the little thing on top of your whatchamajiggies so you can make french fries or fried chicken. What the heck is a beetle nut? 
Betel nuts are chewed for their stimulating effects. Consistent consumption has been linked to white or red lesions in the mouth, which may turn into oral cancer. If you're a regular consumer, it might be time to reconsider betel nuts, B-E-T-E-L. I recognize it by looking at it. Didn't know that's what it was called. Oh, here we go. Sweetener deception. Yep. Whip on out down to Denny's and get you some of them little pink sugar bags or blue sugar bags or yellow ones. They're full of so much garbage, it is sickening. Huge. Couldn't give me any of that stuff. Be careful of diet food risks. It's easy to assume that the word diet on the label equals healthy. Healthy. Some diet foods contain artificial ingredients or sweeteners that could be considered carcinogens, nitrate-related materials, or BHAs. Essential to read labels carefully, understand what you are consuming. Uh-oh, here we go. Smoke food dangers. They might tell, smell good, they might taste good, but the smoking process can introduce a wide range of carcinogens. Yep, goes back to previous stuff. After a while, they start to just tell us the same thing. Ah, here we go. Genetically modified organisms, GMOs. Been a topic of debate for years. Some studies suggest a potential risk to cancer. The evidence is not conclusive. Research is ongoing. Always a good idea to stay informed to make dietary choices that you're comfortable with. Ain't interested in them. I want me some of that fresh stuff. Man, I sure miss my grandma. That's the way eating back in the days. Well, number 24, and we're moving on. Preserving foods with salt has been a method used for centuries, and yet excessive consumption of salt-preserved foods can damage the damage the lining of the stomach and increase the risk of stomach cancer. Additionally, processed foods that boast a high salt content have been connected with both breast and ovarian cancers. So it's advisable to enjoy these foods in moderation, balance them with fresh options. Well, pretty much gets it done. Had enough of that comment for one day. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to publish that article. No, it just doesn't excite me. It, 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 it becomes a bit nonsensical to me. And that's the way we have to sometimes look at these things. Hmm. Well... Last week, and the first hour of this week, we shared some things that I would refer to as aspects of maybe my personal health history. Now, it's not because I'm wanting people to pray for me or get concerned about me, etc., etc., but it's to share things that may also be happening to you, and this is not uncommon. 
And then I came across this article the other day called Signs and Symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. What? Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome? EDS. It is a group of inherited connective tissue disorders that affect our body's ability to produce collagen, which is a protein that gives elasticity and strength to our joints, our skin, our muscles, our organs, our blood vessels, our ligaments. People with EDS have weak or structively abnormal collagen, which causes joint hypermobility, velvety soft and excessively stretchy skin, fragile blood vessels that easily bruise and bleed. And symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome range from mild to severe, may affect our skin, our joints, our bones, our muscles, our blood vessels, maybe all depending upon the type of EDS that we have. That's not to be confused with EDS. Never mind. I have a warped sense of humor, okay? Don't you know that by now? You've not figured out that I've got a warped sense of humor? <laughs> I mean, why not? I gotta move this off to the side. Thank you very much. I gotta shrink this down. Now I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We are gonna do the same thing we did last time. Oops. Hold on, hold on, hold on. View, 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 zoom out. I gotta get to this. You know it's interesting. I have been publishing things in such weird hours, ladies and gentlemen, that I am finding that I am making some very strange mistakes. <laughs> One of them is the title of this article that we're sharing with you, Signs and Symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. The problem is, is that I, I started something new with uh, giving headers, and every once in a while I screw it up. And when I post it, I also include something else, another word or another portion of a, a previous headline that I used. What does Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome have to do with the American border? <laughs> Not a damn thing. <laughs> All right, we're going to go for a break. I'm going to go for a dance with Kim once again. And we come back and we're going to begin talking about the common symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome once again. These are things that I have begun to experience. Stay with us.
Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth in, say, gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar it is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food. Seeing that the dollar's cheap, that's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because of the buying power, the value of the dollar has tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the ides of rare coin dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 
back. This is an interesting program tonight. We're talking about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, something that I believe that I am dealing with, and that is what drew me to it. I came across this thing, I began reading it, and I said, my God, how much more of this stuff do I have to locate for my doctors? Some of the common symptoms of uh, Ehlers Daniels, joint hypermobility. People who often experience joint hypermobility, meaning their joints have a greater range of motion than what's considered typical can cause your joints to feel loose or unstable, leading to frequent joint dislocations or subluxations. That's a partial dislocation. Maybe sprains, other injuries. It can lead to acute short-term or chronic joint pain. That's the part that affects me sometimes. Skin hyperextensibility. Excessively stretchy skin is a hallmark of EDS. Some people with it have velvety, soft, thin skin. Skin hyperextensibility can also affect how long it takes for wounds to heal and cause abnormal scarring. Bingo. That affects me. That last sentence, not the stretchy skin part. How long it takes for wounds to heal or cause abnormal scarring. Tissue fragility is another symptom means our body's connective tissues, our cartilage, our bones, our ligaments, protective blood vessel walls are more fragile than usual. And that system can cause easy bruising and bleeding, delay wound healing, leave our body more vulnerable to injury. And that sentence hits me. I did something today that I've not done before. This article, Signs and Symptoms of Erlos Danlos Syndrome, has been published on drkelly.net. Well, gee, why not? That's, you know, what we do. Okay? This became quite interesting because... If you look at the article, there is a photo at the top that was taken for the article. I began to wonder, why am I bruising so easily? Massive bruises. And I never feel the hit or the scratch or the scrape or banging my hand or my fist into anything. And that's why that that image drew me right away. And I made a decision to begin to study. Signs and symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Most common type of EDS, hypermobile, chronic pain, persistent nagging pain in the joints and the muscles, yes. Fatigue and sleep problems. Exhaustion that does not improve with rest or sleep disturbances such as insomnia, restlessness, non-restorative sleep, disrupted sleep patterns. Yes, 
When I say yes, it's because what I just read to you has been affecting me. Digestive problems, constipation, nausea, vomiting. No. Vertigo. Dizzy spells occasionally. A sensation of a spinning room, even when lying down or sitting still. Yes. Feet abnormalities, low arches or flat feet. No, that's not an issue with me. Acrocyanosis, painless, persistent discoloration or blush-colored of the hands, the fingers, the feet, the toes, occasionally. People with HEDS, hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos, may also experience arrhythmia, which is an irregular heartbeat, depression, migraines, malabsorption, which is a trouble absorbing certain nutrients from the, from the foods, or the soft, thin skin. Predominantly depression and occasional migraines, they affect me, yes. And though rare, HEDs can sometimes cause enlarged gums, smaller teeth, abdominal hernias, irregular menstrual cycles, and gastroesophageal reflux disease. I'm not facing enlarged gums. They seem to be getting smaller. But maybe that's just me. Then there's classical Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Primarily affects the skin and the joints. First appear from birth to childhood. Never had any of that. Skin hyper extensibility, soft, silky excessively stretchy skin that can stretch far beyond what's typical and then return to its normal position. I don't experience that. Fragile skin. Yes, here we go. Skin prone to bruising, tearing, scarring, even if we sustain minor injuries. Delayed wound healing because injuries do take longer to heal due to the fragile nature of the skin. Muscle problems, low muscle tone, muscle spasms, weakness. I'm having some muscle issues this week, giving me problems with sleeping. Joint hypermobility, uh, mobility, hyperplexibility in some of or most of our joints. Digestive problems, acid reflux, nausea, vomiting, chronic constipation. Nope, none of that. Less frequently, people with C-Eds can also experience symptoms such as bluish-colored hands and feet, flat feet, joint pain, joint pain, yes. Problems with blood vessels, easy bruising or bleeding, yes. Early aging, I started that a long time ago. Scoliosis, curved spine, abdominal hernias. I got some of it, but not all of it. And then we begin to face vascular-type symptoms. A serious form of EDS that causes fragile blood vessels that are more prone to tearing and rupturing, which can be life-threatening. Symptoms of VEDs are often apparent in infancy, some, though some people may develop symptoms later in childhood. Well, I'm certainly not a child. But I do face translucent skin, skin that is so thin I can see my veins. Easy bruising and bleeding, large bruises or heavy bleeding for the, from minor injuries. 
And this is where I actually took a photo of my hand and published it in this article. Everything you see there on my hand, I never felt. I never felt happening. If I could have taken a picture five inches, six inches above the hand, you could have seen more scars. And I could have taken a picture of my right wrist, more. This is insane. Absolutely insane. Are there those of you out there who are suffering similar issues? It gets spooky after a while. Now, look, you, you, you've all been through a very interesting several years with me. When I had my minor heart attack in September of 2022, the night we buried our son. But it wasn't because of the death of my son. Something that we'd been expecting for a while, as I've shared. No, my daughter got stupid, started talking to her daughter, my granddaughter, in a very foul, nasty way. And uh, it was happening in the garage. I told Kylie to go on in the house, go in her room. She did not need to tolerate her mother's crap. And one thing leads to another. And I wound up getting a physical alteration with uh, my granddaughter's father. I am convinced that's what caused the heart attack. And then, of course, I go down there, and the doctor does does minor heart dealy bob, but he sticks a catheter in me. You've all heard the catheter stories; it's just a nightmare, one damn thing after another, and it never ended. And I wound up with a different heart surgeon, a, 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 a great group of people, very great group of people. That happened to be where I was yesterday when I had this uh, eco whatever test was they did. And so for me to take these articles and share them as though they are me, there are parts that have happened to me, parts that I've experienced. And I look at these, these things with my hands and these horrendous bruises. And I, I'm looking at one bruise right now that makes absolutely no sense because it's in a strange shape. And then all of a sudden, there's almost like this pure white skin-colored dot right at the edge of it, which is covering may or may not be covering up part of the bruise. Some of the other ones we find, dizzy spells, vertigo, sleep apnea, breathing pauses during sleep. I don't think I get that. Hair loss, I'm not really going through that. I mean, I, I, you know, at that 70-some, you're going through a certain amount of that, but I still got plenty of hair. Now, obviously, there's suggestions when to contact a health care provider. Discuss possible diagnosis of uh, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. If you should experience one or more of the following classic symptoms. Joints that bend or flex more than normal. Extremely stretchy, easy bruising or bleeding. Frequent joint dislocations or sprains. 
It may help to prepare for your appointment, write down important information your provider will need, including when your symptoms began, if and how they've been changed over time, and how they affect your daily activities. And don't forget, seek immediate medical attention if you experience any of the following symptoms. Sudden onset of sharp pain anywhere in your body, shortness of breath, tingling, numbness, burning sensations on the skin. I'm getting right now. My left hand, it itches. It's tingling. I've gone through a fair amount of, there's nights I lay in bed and all of a sudden my left and my right hands both go numb. I'll sit at my computer working with the mouse. My right hand goes totally numb. Do I have lightheadedness or dizziness quite often? Fainting? No, that's not happened. I may have come close a couple of times. Rapid heart rate? No, that ain't been happening. That's kind of interesting. But there's some questions you want to consider asking your provider. Could my joint pain be due to any other conditions? What diagnostic tests will I need? How should I prepare for them? Blah, 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 blah. Can I still participate in sports or other physical activities with EDS? (laughs) Yeah, sure. My idea of participating in physical activities is getting my ass outside of the garden. It's too wet and cold out there tonight, or I'd like to be there as soon as I get off the air. But the point that I've shared with you is not my purpose to share these articles and postings with you because I am experiencing what I believe are some of these symptoms. I can't believe that of all the listeners we have, but I'm the only one. Take a look at your hands. Are they scarred up? You got black and blue marks all over, but you don't remember hitting your hand against anything? All of a sudden, I'll just start bleeding. I never feel myself getting cut or getting getting jammed at anything. All of a sudden, I'll look down and my hands are going black and blue. Maybe I'm going nuts. But what the hell? Ladies and gentlemen, we're all going nuts. We're all going nuts in this whole mess of a world we're living in. You know, I published some pieces today on um, not just a couple. I only published two pieces on Federal Observer today. One is a very interesting YouTube video of Rand Paul talking about Davy Crockett. And in doing so, he left the entire Congress speechless with this phenomenal speech he did. And of course, unfortunately, on the video, they've got a picture of AOS sitting there with, you know, I mean, she's not a bad-looking chick. She's just dumb. And it's I think it's about a 14-minute uh, video. Well worth watching. A new piece we finished publishing a couple hours ago 
entitled Two Pit Vipers and a Weasel Walk Into a Bar. We'll be sharing that with you tomorrow. Our latest writings from Justin Smith deals with the insanity of the invasions taking place at the border and how our absolutely foolish administration and both houses of Congress are handling this thing. Also tomorrow will be um, sharing with you a, a, a brand new column by um, um, Charlie Dickens just came in a couple hours ago what else we got going on here oh who cares this scumbucket my god what is going on here uh, the U.S. revenge drone strike kills the head of the Iran-backed militia in Baghdad. This, this, this war is just getting insane. Pure insanity. Are we ever going to end this? Another article. More Americans will get cancer and die. Health group plans the U.S. new air pollution cap is not strong enough. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff I'm seeing. It's a never-ending battle. Oh, the sub the one about the article about re U.S. revenge drone strike kills head of the Iran-backed militia in Baghdad. Down at the bottom is the picture of the three uh, black kids that have been murdered, and uh, they now claim that their death has been avenged. This is so ridiculous. Simply unbelievable. The things that I see going on in this world are horrific. I, I read this morning when I woke up that Prince Harry was flying to um, England because of uh, King Charles's uh, situation with cancer. And I read a headline about two hours ago that he uh, apparently arrived in England, saw his father, and left within an hour. This is insane. No one in this life can get along anymore. No one speaks any longer. It's unbelievable. No one attempts to get along any longer. Good Lord. Oh, please don't make me look at pictures of Joey, Joey Baca, Joey Dung, Dung Ching Tao Mong. Republicans officially tanked their own $118 billion border security bill. Conservative senators tear into Mitch McConnell as the GOP package unravels in just 20, 72 hours after months of negotiations. I haven't read it. I don't get it. I don't know what the hell's going on, but we're screwed, blued, and tattooed. 
You want to get into politics. You want to get into economics. You want to get into to health with you. It doesn't matter. More than one million illegal invaders have entered this country illegally since October. Now the Republicans are getting nailed for failing to pass a border bill and impeach Mayorkas. Mayorkas should be out and gone. I hate to say it, so should most of the Republicans and the Democrats that are in Congress, both houses. It's horrible. Unbelievable. Simply unbelievable. Hmm. Well, we're close the end of our time for tonight. I hope that you've all gotten some benefit out of some of our commentaries with health-related issues tonight. I've enjoyed bringing them to me. It's one of the most peaceful two-hour health-related segments I've done in a very long time. So, as is usual, with glass left on high, I say, to health with you. Without apology, I am Jeffrey Bennett. It brings back a night of tropical splendor. It brings back a memory evergreen. I'm with you once more under the stars. And down by the shore, an orchestra's playing. And even the Begin the beginning To live it again Is past all endeavor Except when that tune Clutches my heart And there we are Swearing to love forever And promising never divine what rapture serene till clouds came along to disperse the joys we had tasted and now when I hear people curse the chance that was wasted I know but too well what they mean so don't
suddenly know what heaven we're in when they begin the beginning when they begin the What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.